1: TJ and Drake back with you, T Row in the morning show Monday morning. Forty-seven days to a Sooner kickoff. You've got forty-seven days, Drake, to get your uh, equipment ready. Now, and are, are we out.
2: sure that that clock is
1: accurate? If it's not, uh, I don't care. Actually, I think it is because it was fifty on Friday, so that should be right. 49, Forty-nine, forty-eight, forty-seven. Yeah. No, I mean right. down to the
2: hour. Is it correct? Because um, that was the whole that what cause. That's what caused the fight off the air the other day. Oh, it was the the kickoff time? Yes. Oh. Because... Yes, because Chris Plank was quoting the time, how much time was left on the clock to the opening game of the season, and somebody corrected him on it. I uh, knew it was something over that, this clock, but that, I didn't know that, exactly that what it was. That is the nicest way to put it, is uh, they corrected him, yes.
1: Uh, an 11 a.m. kickoff, so yeah, that should be right. 47 days, 2 hours, 53 minutes, and 50 seconds.
2: That's right. So that should be right.
1: That should be, yeah, that's yeah. roughly right. Um, Arkansas State, September 2nd.
2: Now, what's their, uh, they used to be the Indians. Is that still their mascot?
1: It's got a. Uh, I think they're like the Red Wolves now, or something. That sounds right. Yeah, the wolves, something wolves, Red okay. Wolves or something. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that sounds right. I will be a fifty-year-old man at the kickoff of the football. Season. I know. Are are you forty-six uh,
2: days? Are you gonna now? Have you already applied for your handicap uh, spot, or is that something you're still look, waiting?
1: Look. I'm getting close to these discounts. (laughs) You can sit there and tease me all you want.
2: (laughs) uh, uh, The uh, 430 buffet is starting to happen now for TJ. Golden Corral,
1: wherever these places are that offer buffet uh, to offer discounts, I'm all for it.
2: Or I guess the Furs and more got shut down, didn't it? Yeah,
1: and it's been under construction for whatever it's going to be for like— It's like the uh, restaurant up here next to uh, Gabarino's uh it's like they my have, goodness
2: that one they have actually put up a new sign though
1: they have put up a sign but the sign went up months ago and it's like what are you doing on the inside of this thing so tables made of gold or something mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on so.
2: uh whoever thought it was a good idea to build a restaurant right on a little man-made pond by the way still a bad idea
1: Parking's still, a little tight over there. Still
2: still not done over there at Ed Noble Parkway. Maybe we should
1: invest together and open yep, that thing that's, finally. That's
2: the million-dollar idea right a there. A very nice... Might may, might take a million dollars just to get it up and running. So.
1: Luxury chili dog restaurant on water. There we go. Could have, like, a mascot out there in a little uh-huh. uh, weenie costume. That's right. Jumping around and screaming. now, nah, but uh, September 2nd, 47 days to kick off Arkansas State. You know, speaking of that, one of the things that uh, stood out to me on Big 12 Media Days, and, and people have been talking about this, and asking uh, Brent and Dylan Gabriel and the other guys that were there over the last uh, couple of days last week, what they, how they were going to be able to handle the environments on the road this year. I know they're going to be a little bit, probably more rowdy than normal, but do you think the atmosphere is really going to affect OU on the road this year? At Stillwater is going to be crazy, but it usually is. They're going to bring a little extra, though, knowing that it's the last time.
2: Yeah, a a lot of times, though, that game has a lot more has a a whole lot more stakes for the fans if OSU is good, too, though. So, if OSU is not a good football team, it'll be interesting to see how it is that how engaged that fan base is. I, I they just keep getting asked
1: about it, and Kansas, Kansas isn't going to be lit. No, Provo's going to be happy
2: to have them there. Cincinnati will be excited too. It there's there's not a road environment that that's what I'm on saying. And the way their schedule fell, think, right? They're not rolling into Lubbock. Right. This this is nowhere near if. If OU has problems with the road environments this year... Then you've had problems with your season. Well, and also you're going to have hell to pay the next season, too. Sure. Going into the SEC.
1: Well, that's my point with that. I saw a few people asking them about this and what they expected from the road environments and stuff, and I'm like, from what? Lawrence, Kansas? And like I said, the other two are two newcomers. Yeah. So... I think they'll just be happy to be there, and there'll be a lot of fans for the Sooners that travel to those games because it's a one-year thing. So you're going to go to Provo, or you're going to go to Cincinnati, or both. So you may be in a situation where now Provo won't be that way, but Cincinnati, you could probably have just as many OU fans maybe there as Cincinnati fans. Yeah. So I don't know. I just found that a little bit silly. I just don't think the environment's going to um, be that
2: drastic that it affects them this season. Right. So No, I, there's there's not really a game on the schedule roadwise to where I look at it and say, Oh well that game's just an absolute problem. Those are all all but one of Steely has pointed this out time and time again in the afternoon is that OU is favored in every single game on the schedule except for one, and that's Texas. Right. And that that is to it, with the home field advantage, points-wise, taken into Well, account.
1: and by the time you get to October 7th, maybe they're favored in that one as well. Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on which direction the seasons If Texas
2: go. loses to Alabama like we all expect that they will. Um, I mean, not all of us, I guess. But, like, most people expect Alabama to beat Texas at home. Yeah. Um, they'll be licking their wounds at least from one loss, you would think, going into that game. So, yeah, it's it's possible. It just depends on how OU looks the first three weeks because, honestly, going into that TCU game, there's no way any OU fan would have thought that uh, OU would be a dog against Texas. Sure, right. Now, they're extenuating circumstances there to where Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Yeah, the guy that Jeff Levy just saw did not trust to run the offense— at quarterback and uh, Davis Bevel, I mean, there were, there were also there rumors too that uh, General Booty was supposed to be the guy. General Booty, yeah, that's right. Uh, was supposed to be the guy going to that week, and he had the allergic reaction late in the week, and that's probably what caused the philosophy change on the offense. But I, I don't know. I mean. The, we also could have said the same thing about last year with the schedule, too. I'm pretty sure that OU was a favorite in almost all their games on the schedule going into the year as well, according to Vegas.
1: Yeah, I keep looking over the schedule and keep thinking to myself, I'm still trying to find a loss. I know there will be one in there. Well, Texas. Texas is the one that you can look at and say that if you—
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to go to Manhattan. You don't have to go to Waco. You don't have to go. Well, that's what I'm talking
1: about with the the whole environment question. I mean, I mean,
2: those are the arguably the three biggest threats in the Big Twelve, and OU doesn't have to uh, play any of those teams, much less go on the road and play those.
1: It's more of a question for Texas. They go. They're at Baylor, Mm -hmm. um, at Houston, at TCU. So even theirs isn't. Baylor and TCU environments will be rowdy for them, but they would be anyway in any given year when Texas comes to town. So um, we'll see. We'll see. You going to be ready to go in 47 days? You got all your equipment lined up? I saw you messing with some stuff up here the other day. Yeah, I should be good. Hmm. Yeah, That didn't sound too confident. No, I I should
2: be good there. Uh, We... I, I there's no point in getting into it. There, there was just a few things I was testing that uh, Learfield had sent us for this upcoming season, making sure it was all good to go. So.
1: Well, we're almost uh, – it's surprising how fast it's gone. Like Coach T mentioned, goodness gracious, more schools start back on August 10th. Ugh. So we'll be to uh, meet the Sooners and OU Media Day here soon, and then next thing you know we'll be uh, we'll be kicking it off. So it's not too far away as this summer really has gone by very quickly, it seems like, at least to me. There are yeah. some summers that, you know, you get into this part of the year and there's not a whole lot going on in sports outside of baseball. And maybe at least now you've got the portal and some other things that kind of keep college sports in the news in a little bit different of and a way. It
2: seems like summer recruitment is a bigger thing now. With And I'm guessing that's probably a reaction to – the early signing period as well yeah to where guys are just wanting to be done before they go into their summer workouts with or their uh summer training camp for whatever high school they go to and then they're going to sign in december and a lot of these guys will probably be on campus in mid-january
1: which speaking of that um It's not football, but uh, the eyes that we were trying to talk about our guest on Patty the other the, day. The uh, bombs, uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, it was the uh, Liberty emojis. pitcher, yeah. Um,
2: who actually Carly Kinney, yeah, who actually held OU to a one nothing. Uh, yeah,
1: pitched well. Yeah. Um, I think she had just gave up the two runs to both OU and UCLA combined. Seems right. So yeah. that was uh, the Patty emojis that we were all speculating about on Friday. Uh, as that was announced uh, later that day, yeah. after we had gotten off the air, so yeah.
2: we'll we'll see uh, what else is. Uh, She'll talked. have more. She's not done. Yeah, yeah I so. mean the the uh the, cur- <laughs> the uh, uh, Kern kid from Indiana.
1: Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, she's been talked about for a long time. So did Kelly be- Maxwell ever? Did, I mean, she hasn't committed anything. Nothing yet.
1: No. Okay. I was gonna say I didn't so. think I saw anything over the weekend, so I wasn't sure. So. I I
2: don't know. <sighs> Because that's the second pitcher that OU's gotten in the portal this uh, offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would... I mean, obviously, if Kelly Maxwell wants to come to OU, they'll take her. But I don't know that you have another roster spot that you can commit to another pitcher. Because that's five on the staff I was now. Say
1: that At that point, when, how do you start using people? Right. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was the uh, emojis that were sent out. I guess I was late Thursday by Patty, and then uh, that announcement dropped on Yeah, drop how about playing
2: with uh, a guy that says he has no inside knowledge, saying uh, it will be this afternoon, yeah. drops that afternoon. Hey,
1: they always act like that. They've got all the inside knowledge in the world. Uh-huh. Very guarded, though. They know how to get that information. They keep it protected. That's how they continue to keep getting that information. Uh, We'll take a timeout. If you want to hop in, 405-329-9000 is the number. Text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line, 405-651-3439. It's the T-Row in the morning show on The Ref.
0: Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.
2: Black Thunder Roofing does bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Drake and TJ back with you today. T-Row gone through Wednesday. He'll be back Thursday. Thursday morning, it's TJ's favorite thing, golfer giveaway day.
1: That's right. Nothing on Wednesday. Toby's saving it for Thursday, so the uh, event will already be started and going on, but it'll be early into it as you're getting golfers on Thursday morning.
2: Uh, If you're looking for a locally trusted an operated roofing company in Oklahoma. Like no further than Black Thunder Roofing, they are a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner. That's eight words right there, people, for the name of that award. And recipients also have multiple Angie Superior Service Awards as well. They can do it all. They're your one-stop shop for any storm damage that you might have from any of the wind, hail, or uh, lightning even here recently. Give them a call at 405-473-8028 for a free estimate today, or visit BlackThunderRoofing.com to view more information on them. CanepaWire, Wire Chevrolet text line TJ. Uh, by the way, we uh, there is a ruling that we do need to make about the draft before we start. What's that? You you're only drafting one individual with each pick, so you can't say, "Oh, well, I want the minors," and you get the entire minor phase. Oh
1: yeah, no, I wasn't. I wouldn't yeah. try to pull that. Yeah.
2: Just uh, just be sure there's a list no, of wait. names. That so somebody... this isn't just football? Yeah. Great!
1: <sighs> Let me change my list here. <laughs>
2: uh, somebody with Again, I would have no
1: idea if the minors were uh, highly recruited. That was just of an school. example. I uh, was you giving. know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Uh, other sports especially, I'd be like, I don't know if that was a big-time recruit right. or not. Right.
2: Uh, let's see. Jack White over Morgan Wallen all day. From Bumpy Rose. Only if you're saying
1: uh, baseball bat developers. Stop. Musical talent. Morgan Wallen runs circles around him.
2: Uh, no, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> the hypo pick immediately made me think of TJ. What's the huh. hypo picture? Um, I don't know. Is there some type of – Josh, if – Out of the 405 there. Have we even missed Josh Heupel today? No, we haven't. I've mean, i
1: got Tennessee on my uh, notes here to talk about later on, but we haven't—I don't even think we've said his name. Was
2: there some type of social media picture that we missed over the weekend? Uh, Uh, Let us know.
1: Let us know. Yeah, send me the pic. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Uh, Let's see. The atmosphere may not affect OU, but the officiating will. Um—
1: We'll be able to tell really early on in some conference games if something's, uh, yeah, you'll, if something's going on. So. It'll be
2: in Cincinnati that you'll know right away. Right. Um, that, that is the weird, like, does it get better now that there is a concrete exit for OU? Because it seemed so bad last year. And it could have just been coincidence that every single fifty-fifty call just went to the opposing team last year, but the holding, the lack of holding penalties yeah. for opposing offenses. What were there were like three?
1: Uh, did it even get to three? It was, At one it point, it was one. Right. So I mean, yeah. it was uh, not
2: very many. Two, three, whatever play. it
1: was. Right.
2: So. That's a lot of snaps to only have less than a handful of holding penalties for opposing offenses. That's the thing that, like, the old adage is there. There, you can call holding on any play. Yes. Well, apparently not if, apparently OU's, not on if OU's
1: on the field. On the field, yeah. No. Um. Now that person's obviously probably. Joking a little bit. I don't think there will be anything shady going on with the conference. But like you said, if it's a close call, uh, we'll see how it uh, how the officials end up uh, leaning on that. And you'll be able to tell, like I said, pretty quick. And it's going to be something that OU fan definitely has an eye on. Especially throughout the early part of conference play. To see how things are being called. So, Maybe. Maybe the fans may not affect it, but maybe the officiating will. So perhaps we'll see.
2: Uh, Sooner fan from the 479. Where's the 479, Drake? Oh, goodness gracious. We've got Arkansas. We've got a thesis right here from Arkansas. I know it's easy to jump and say BV needs to win X amount of games this year to be considered a successful season, but what if, if in all caps, BV goes undefeated and wins. a Natty, has anyone talked about that? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) That would be his fourth national championship as a coach in general. Obviously, the first as a head coach, TJ, if you need to be reminded of that. Yes, yes. Uh, He would be responsible for being part of two different eras of OU football, struggle seasons, and following up with a Natty. Would that catapult him to being a top coach nationally? I'm assuming that's what they, mean. they said, top coach question mark. Uh, you see all the polls, especially in the Big 12, and they have B.V. ranked 13th or something. Just curious, uh, your thoughts on that take. I just think B.V. doesn't get uh, more credit from the coaching standpoint than he deserves. And what a punch to throw if he goes out there and wins a natty in year. Well,
1: obviously, any coach wins a national championship, then that elevates them. Cop top coach status or one of the top coaches in the country, especially if you're at a program like OU. The thing with Brent is he's deserving of the rankings he's getting right now in preseason like these coaches polls that Drake and I talked about one last week. He won six games last year. Well,
2: that's true, but we can't explain the Steve Sarkeesian Treatment that he's gotten. True. Because that that it, was
1: our argument with that whole
2: thing last week. Yeah. And not only has he not been a success so far at Texas, but he's also a guy that's proven out to have failed at a very major stop in culture sure. laws Absolutely. At, at USC. And, and quickly. Yes.
1: So um, I, I think it Brent him on a tarmac,
2: I think so. Brent was
1: highly respected. As a coordinator, I think he got the respect he deserved. He's obviously helped rebuild Clemson and make them into what they are and what they were over the last uh, 10 years plus. But it is a big year for Brent. Like, what I've always said about Brent, you know, for years the question was when is he going to get a head coaching job or why hasn't he accepted a job? And I've always said with him, I think there was a level of comfort for him as a coordinator that he wasn't true. Truly worried about becoming a head coach. I think he knew that he was a a really good defensive coordinator. Had a good thing going. Had security. Had job security. And was satisfied and okay with it. Then a monster job like OU comes open. And that probably changes some of that thought process. And now you see his vision. You see the ideas that he has. Now the question is, can he implement it? Can he make that jump? To being a great coach. A great head coach. And, yes, Texter, you're right. If he goes and wins a national championship, what in the world is this?
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm right in the middle of something here, Drake. Hold on. Do not. That is creeping me out.
2: Um, <laughs> We found the reason but, for uh, the Josh Heupel picture uh, quote. Before
1: 7-9 so. Sooner fan. Um, Yes, Obviously, if he wins a national championship this year, the entire trajectory of Brent Venables as a head coach changes and changes for the better. He is considered a top-notch coach. He's got a national title going into the SEC. He's got all the momentum in the world with recruiting, and he will just continue to build off of that. So, yes, that would be a massive jump for him. I'm hoping for 10 wins. That's a big jump. But national title, hey, I'll take it all day long. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing I'll say with that. I would prefer not to go the amount of time that we've gone in between since that, what the season he's talking about, where Bob has it down and then jumps back and in his second year wins one. Mm -hmm. I would prefer, you know, not to wait 23, 24 years to win another one. So, now what is this? This is.
2: A Photoshop of what if all SEC coaches had long hair?
1: Why do they look the way that they do, though? Their faces Josh, look
2: morph. Josh, Josh... Peiples, especially. <laughs> Josh. Let's just say What's Josh. What's wrong with him? Josh. Uh, uh, he does not look like a football coach in that picture. The, what? the one that is... Very funny to me is the Brian Kelly one. Brian too,
1: Kelly. Brian Kelly looks, looks like, like that, he should uh, be a Ryan, basically. Uh, he looks like a uh dude that does not realize he's in his uh fifties, early sixties, and he's still hanging out on the beach smoking weed trying to be right. cool with the other guys surfing. Oh, that Josh Hypo one. Why does that why why did that remind him of uh Because you hate Josh? Because I hate Josh.
2: You hate all That's that how kind of I
1: envision Josh looking at all times, but this is a little creepy even for Josh. My goodness, he looks like a teenage kid from an '80s comedy or something. Wow. Ugh. Nick Saban looks the same. Yeah, like Nick they can't even make Nick Saban look different. Even putting a little bit longer hair, and they didn't even put that long of hair on him.
2: Oh wow! Look at Brent Venables. Uh, they gave him a mullet. Oh basically. wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that looks great. It looks like a Rex Kwon uh, right there. That is funny. But look at Nick. Nick looks the same. Looks the same. Kirby, Kirby looks the same. Kirby basically. looks like that's what he would
1: have looked like in college. That's how, like about, his... how
2: about that head of hair on uh, Shane Beamer right there, too? <laughs> oh, the Josh Heifel.
1: Uh, get that off my screen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Steve Sarkeesian one is... Terrifying too. <laughs> he's the, he's the, what's the
1: uh oh the guy that steals the old lady's uh internet data on the commercial? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh and then look at Mark Stewart. Now, why is
1: Kylo Wren there? Oh gosh. Who is that? Uh oh my goodness, those are great. Yeah. Uh see, coaches if they grew their hair out. What's funny with that is that's what you could have done with Mike Gundy back before he had the mullet. And then he actually went out and uh grew the mullet out, which now he's gotten rid of. Now he just now he's just like got the big poof on the top of his head. Like he's always got to have longer hair than what's needed in some part of his head. And now it's on top. He's cut the length shorter in the back. Oh, Josh Hypel. You're the gift that just keeps giving to me. I'm the only one Everyone else loves him. That's funny. We'll take a timeout. 405-651-3439 if you would like to send in more Josh Heupel long hair pics. Back at you this.
0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: Uh, now we got Jim Harbaugh with long hair,
2: Mac Brown,
1: Mac Brown, Double Sweeney, Michael Leach. Leach, I'm surprised uh, before his
2: passing did not look like that already. Yeah. So look at Ed Ogeron.
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize that's who that was. It's so long and curly. <laughs> and look at Lincoln there. I did not notice how punchable his face was when he was here. <laughs> And uh, without a little help, uh, some Rogaine and a lot of it, he's not growing hair like that anymore. Uh, so. No, 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 no. Uh, speaking of Josh Heupel, Tennessee hit, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was after we went off the air Friday, kind of words started dropping about uh, the violations that they had stemming from uh, some stuff with Jeremy Pruitt. Um, have to vacate some wins. They are hit with an $8 million fine by the NCAA. Um, nothing really. Josh Heupel extremely happy with what came down from the NCAA. Um, no type of ban or anything, bowl ban or anything like that. So,
2: um, the one thing that they are limiting scholarships, scholarships and official visits. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see here. million fine believed to be the largest levied by an NCAA infractions case placed on a five-year probation. Includes a total of reduction of 28 scholarships. Uh, 16 players were ineligible when they played for Tennessee between uh, 2019 and 2020 because of their involvement. Uh, More than 200 infractions committed by Pruitt in the three seasons at Tennessee. How about that, too? You were out here just throwing money around, cheating in all kinds of ways. And his final record after the vacated wins 5-19. Uh, and 19. And it wasn't good before that. So, uh, like I said, 200 infractions committed during the three seasons between 2018 and 2020. Official book will be reflected to say that the Vols were 0-5 in 2019, 0-7 in 2020. As I said, puts his final record at 5-19. and 19. Uh, Obviously, the Teams that now are not granted the wins in those situations. The wins are just taken away from their all-time record. So um, drops them out of the top ten nationally now, vacating those wins. Um, Some of the players declared ineligible, including two who transferred from other schools. uh, Later regained their eligibility by being granted immunity and cooperating with the NCAA during the investigation. Um... There were all kinds of things on here. He was paying for down payments on vehicles for parents. He helped one mom with some of this stuff, too. You can see probably how emotionally you get wrapped up with these people and the families, and there was one mom that was having all kinds of medical issues and stuff, and he helped the mom with medical bills and gas to get to and from, uh, appointments and everything. So some of that, it's one of those things that, when you're blessed to be in a position that a coach in the SEC or a, you know, a Power 5 school and you're making the type of money you're making and then you see a family struggling like that, you can understand wanting to help that family out. Now, some of it was just straight up paying recruits and handing them large amounts of cash before we had you know, some of the NIL and the things that you're able to go around and, and do now. But um, yeah, Josh Heupel, when he met with reporters after this was announced, extremely happy. With the outcomes, Um, it won't affect guys going forward, except for the limitation of scholarships. It won't really affect them, you know, postseason or anything like that. So um, it's always the one thing to me that gets me, though. If you are that openly cheating, 200-plus infractions in three years, shouldn't you be better? Especially at a place like Tennessee who has all the support in the world. It's not like you're at a university that you're trying to get the program going or something like that. Mm -hmm. They want you to win at Tennessee. They support you.
2: This isn't like trying to uh, launch Mississippi State or anything like that or Vanderbilt. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that is the old adage, too, from Chuck, right, is if you ain't cheating in the SEC, you're not trying. Mm -hmm. So they were trying. (laughs) It's just that it wasn't – I mean – that's that's kind of the thing that we've talked about with Brent quite a bit too, right? Is that this is – it's not just about recruiting and getting guys on campus and doing anything you can to get them on campus like you're seeing with a lot of NIL. It's all about how it is that you're going to develop those guys, how it is that you're going to grow relationships with those guys. Because if they're there for uh, disingenuous reasons, that's not to say that um, – under they would have had more success but because, obviously, the results are what they are. But um, you kind of reap what you sow in those situations. So uh, kind of gives you a little bit more faith in the process that OU's taken here the last couple of years with, under Brent.
1: Yeah, uh, Heipel says, you don't know until today what it's actually going to be. It's hugely important that our players were protected and the future players were protected as well. I'm really excited about the outcome. The logical thought is, how are you going to punish innocent people and innocent kids? I'm certainly pleased with the outcome. Uh, for people, it's the right decision. and that, That's been a problem with the NCAA in the past. Is yeah. like it, it doesn't really affect the former players that benefited from it and everything. It, it takes away from the kids that you've got coming in in the next several years that if you ban postseason play and do some of the things that um, – they've done in the past that it's really punishing the kids that are there or coming in in the future. So I I do like seeing that as well because they had nothing to do with it. The staff had nothing to do with it. Aside
2: from situations like Rhett Bomar getting kicked off the team, like very rarely is the perpetrator of what happened the one that's actually affected by this type of thing.
1: Right, right.
2: And really, I mean, aside from getting kicked off the team, right, Bo you could say really wasn't affected all that much.
1: Now, Josh, all of that's behind you. You can move forward now. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about it. It's not hanging over you, wondering what it's going to be. Now your only job is start growing your hair out a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> let see you with that long, flowing uh, curly hair. Uh we'll take a timeout. 405-651-3439 if you want to text the show. 405-329-9000 if you want to jump in uh on the phone lines. We've uh got to talk uh some point. I want to talk to you about the trade deadline. We're 2 weeks out. We don't get to it today. We will in the next couple of days while Toby's still out, but I'm uh very interested in what happens in this trade deadline. Drake, we're buyers. We're buyers, and you're selling. I don't think you've got anything we want. Why are you making that face? You're selling. Uh, Everybody that I've seen uh, has you listed as a seller.
2: Yeah. I, well, I mean, Marcus Stroman is worth buying right now. He's got 15 quality starts on the yeah, year. Yeah,
1: too high of a price
2: tag for three me. 3 ERA. I'll give what, you, you. You guys acquiring uh, starting pitchers from the Cubs always worked out in the past. No, that's not true.
1: (laughs) Not true at all. It's worked out your way. Worked out for the Cubs. Worked out for the Cubs, not for the Rangers. Take a timeout back after this.
0: Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website.
2: Final segment of Hour 2 on this Monday. T-Row in the Morning Show, here on The Ref, Drake Dyken, TJ Perry, here with you today. Toby Rowland, he's gone through Wednesday this week, and thank goodness, TJ, he hasn't gotten a vacation in a while. It's a good he thing that he's getting rest. a break. He needed a Yeah. He needed a break. Uh, this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, it's brought to you by the great people at Black Thunder Roofing. They are a... Top-rated Home rate, uh, Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipients of multiple Angie's Superior Service Awards. They're your one-stop shop for customers looking for just one co- uh, contractor for their storm damage that they have around their house. Black Thunder Roofing also does free inspections as a- and estimates. Give them a call at 405-473-8028 or visit blackthunderroofing.com. They serve the greater Oklahoma City area all the way down into Purcell Blanchard. And all the way out to Bethany and Piedmont as well. Knepple-Meyer, Chevrolet text line TJ. Uh, first up, TJ. Baker Mayfield was a walk on. So I guess right. saying don't don't uh, don't. Drift.
1: That I did know. That I did know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, lots of people. After we asked what the question was on uh, uh, Josh Heupel, what the picture was, the SEC long hair picture. Let's see. Out of the five eight zero on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, I said all year that's why the pass rush fell off in Big Twelve play. It it fell off a cliff in Big Twelve play. So I mean, maybe maybe it's a little bit of that and the fact that coaches in the Big Twelve had tape of all the OU pass rushers off the first three games. Sure got a little bit figured out on that. Could be a combination of both. Um, let's see. Sark is thirteen and twelve at Texas with no bowl wins. In fact, they were about ten points away from having the same record as OU last year. I don't get the hype. Yeah. I mean basically Rob,
1: come on, man. It's Texas. That's the hype. Yeah. I mean it's every year. It doesn't matter if they've lost eight games by double digits, the next year they're overhyped. Well,
2: you know what it is that helps more than anything. Well, they almost beat Alabama. That's,
1: that's You got that a lot last year, correct, that's the, yes.
2: That's the entire argument that you'll get from somebody.
1: And that's why they think that it'll be the same game this year. And maybe it is, or maybe Texas wins. But maybe Texas loses by four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So...
2: Uh, it's not just the SEC. Check out Mac Brown up uh, there. Yeah, uh, so uh,
1: I saw the uh, Chip Kelly during uh, that last break. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Brooks
2: says Mac Brown looks like Mama Kelly LA with <laughs> that long hair. <laughs> um, you need to check. Uh, Sean says he ain't check out Pruitt's excuse. Very twenty twenty three. I guess I. Uh, I didn't see I, his
1: quote in the articles that yeah. I was reading. So.
2: Well, I'm sure it's further back than uh any of the article. I'm sure, but. Uh, and the last one here on the nine one eight. Uh If Tennessee is out of the top 10 and wins, then who moved up? Uh, uh, let's well, see here. Well, uh, according to this list.
1: Yeah, your list I saw, and it seemed weird because of where it dropped them to, and I said, well, it wouldn't have dropped him out of the top 10 because they didn't vacate 40-something wins right. or 30-something wins, whatever it is. Then I found a different list that has them 10th um, with those wins in there. And tied with USC, so they would just swap places with USC. That's so it puts USC into the top ten. Oh, uh, still ahead of LSU and Auburn, who are twelve and thirteen. So it just drops them to eleven because Tennessee. And the list I'm finding, Tennessee and USC were tied at eight sixty-seven. I don't know the list you pulled up on Wikipedia. I have no idea what that is. Where it got? Yeah, because that was all over the place. Well.
2: Unless it's counting back further than what this list is because it had, like, Yale and Harvard on right. it. Right, yeah. So I don't know how far back that's going.
1: So, yeah, unfortunately, it puts USC alone in the top ten uh, according to this list. Like yeah. I said, we've I've got, like, two or three different lists here, and it depends on— I'm guessing i I'm that, guessing time and how far yeah. back the list goes, well, right?
2: and I'm guessing that Tennessee was ahead of SC based on— Winning percentage, probably. Probably fewer ties.
1: Let's see. So Tennessee's all-time record now after the wins were removed is 856. So, yeah, it just drops them behind Behind USC, and LSU's next with 833. So they've got still a comfortable lead on mm-hmm. uh, LSU there at 12. Well, so. and
2: the programs and – a considerably better shape than when Coach brot was there, too. So, that's the other part of it. Um, so, they'll ideally be able to build off of the success that Heupel's had the first couple of years and uh, go from there, but I know that he's happy overall with uh, the punishment that they had handed down to him, but I- I'm sure if he's telling the truth, he would like no punishment at all, but
1: What's amazing is how strong Nebraska still is on this list, even with how things have gone over the last, you know, 15 years or so. Well, uh, I
2: mean, think about Notre Dame on that list. I mean, even Texas. Even Texas, Texas sure. is number five. Yeah. And yeah. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. Uh, what does uh, Tyler and Teddy say in the afternoon? The decade of suck. Yeah. So, yep.
1: so now that's right. So, USC, now a top 10 team in college football all alone, even though they were tied with Tennessee before the vacated wins, so. Uh, there's your answer. And yeah, the hype, uh, Rob. Like I said, with Texas, every year it doesn't matter. Texas is going to be hyped, and Quinn Ewers is going to be in uh,
2: Heisman conversation. Heisman conversation, yep. and
1: and be predicted to be in New York City for the for the event. So we'll see if it all finally pans out for him. I'm skeptical. We'll take a time out. T. Rowe in the morning show. TJ and Drake back with you. One more hour. The Daily Draft is next. Drake's most hyped OU recruits ever. What a terrible category. Back after this.